Phil Harding. I'm a independent music producer. I'm going to take you through a journey on my years working at PWL Studios in the 80s with Stockaken and Waterman and we're going to start that journey in 1984 at which point we were still at the Marquee Studios in Soho, London where I'd been engineering for a good five or six years. I'd been there since 1973 as an apprentice assistant working with lots of big acts in the late 70s and I knew Pete Waterman quite well, and he teamed up with Stock and Aitken, and in fact a guy called Pete Ware, somewhere early 1984. And they came into the marquee with a record that had been mainly recorded at Mike Stock's studio. So I mixed this record. You've probably never heard it before. It's called The Upstroke by Agents on Aeroplanes. <laughs> Thank you. 
those of you out there that are familiar with early 80s records will clearly hear that that was an attempt to do a Frankie Goes to Hollywood, kind of a relaxed type groove and bass line. And if you were to look up Agents on Aeroplanes on the internet, you would see that even the record cover was similar to a Frankie record cover. So, interestingly, credits on that were written by Mike Stock, Matt Aitken and Pete Ware, directed by Mike Stock, Matt Aitken and Pete Ware, and produced by Pete Waterman. It got to number 93 in the UK charts, and the idea of those credits was that Pete had in his mind that he wanted to change the credits of the music industry to be more like the film industry, where the director on the set is a bit like the producer in a music studio. It didn't work because the problem was that when the credits appeared in Music Week, which was very important in the music industry, it only said produced by Pete Waterman and nothing about production by Mike Stock, Mike and Pete Ware. So that changed pretty quickly. But the one supporter of that record on Radio 1 was John Pill. He played the record quite a bit and helped him to reach those giddy heights. And I'll keep mentioning the chart positions because you'll see there's a general rise. Even in this first year, 1984, the next record that came along that I mixed for Stock Aitken Wallerman and Pete Ware was still part of the team at the time. Same record label, these first three records that I'm playing you all were on Proto Records run by Barry Evangeli and Pete Waterman had his office based in the same offices that they were in, in Kentish Town. So it was a big thing, that relationship between Proto and Pete at that time. And Barry signed a drag queen called Divine, who was quite well known on the club scene, certainly the gay club scene, and had appeared in movies and so on. And a fantastic song called You Think You're a Man. Here it comes. Fine. 
Yeah. Divine, you think you're a man. An outrageous Top of the Pops performance where he was in full drag costume, really got everybody talking and helped the record to get to number 16 in the UK charts in 1984. The song was written by Jeff Dean, formerly of Modern Romance. And once again, the strange credits of directed by Matt Aitken, Mike Stock, Pete Ware, produced by Barry Evangeli and Pete Waterman. This was definitely to change. One of the loudest seven-inch vinyl cuts I'd ever experienced. I went with Pete Waterman to Pi Studios to a well-known cutting engineer, Malcolm Davis, who used to work for the Beatles at their Apple Studios. And Pete said to Malcolm, we want this to jump out of Radio 1. We want it to absolutely cut through. And I've never before that or since that experienced a louder seven-inch vinyl. Now, we're building up through 84 into 85 with definitely what was called a high-energy sound, which was big in the gay clubs across UK and Europe. It was very much underground, and something that Pete Waterman was very good at doing was taking something like this underground and bringing it overground, bringing it into the pop charts. And this next record by Hazel Dean, Whatever I Do, Wherever I Go, again on Proto Records, this time written by Stock Aiken Waterman, and we nicknamed Hazel Dean Queen of Peter Beale Studios when we finally moved out of Malky because she was fantastic to have around. We did lots of records with her and this was her first big Doc Aiken Waterman breakthrough.
Yeah, the queen of PWL Studios. Even though we hadn't got there yet, we were still at the marquee. That was Hazel Dean, Whatever I Do, Wherever I Go. Engineered and mixed by George Chambers at the Marquee Studios. This was the point where Pete Ware left the team. So again, it, the credits were directed by Mike Stock and Matt Aitken, produced by Pete Waterman. I'm sure that changes soon. And something that really made a big difference to that record and the record before Divine was the purchase of the Fairlight Mega Sampler Machine. You could sample a voice or anything and replay and this was used a lot by Trevor Horn and is featured on the Frankie records and lots of his records going forward. So we're definitely getting a nice incline. We started at number 93 for the chart position of Agents on Aeroplanes. Divine peaked at number 16 and that Hazel Dean record peaked at number 4. And the reason I wasn't involved in that is because I was over in America at the time actually recording with the fantastic guitarist Gary Moore. No longer with us, unfortunately, but I recorded and mixed his single, Empty Rooms. So here we go to finish the first section of this show. Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Round. Still sounds great in the clubs, as far as I'm concerned. A Dead or Alive song. It was one of four songs that they arrived at the marquee with. The equipment that we had by that time, apart from the Fairlight, we had a PPG Wave. Yamaha Sims, the Lynn drum machine, you know, we were really building an arsenal of fantastic technology and sounds that would go forward from there. And that was the peak, I would say, of the high energy sound of Stock Aiken Waterman and PWL Studios. We'd come back to it, we'd revisit it, but it was a number one record, March of 3rd, 85, but it was released in 84. So for me, it's a great memory. The story's been told many times by Pete Waterman and myself. It was the longest mix I've ever done in my life, 36 hours. We finished day one with a lot of arguments going on in the, in the studio between the band and Mike Stock and Matt Aitken, with Mike and Matt feeling, we've got enough on the record, let's get into the mix. The band feeling they still wanted to do more overdubs. And from my point of view, thank God Pete Waterman arrived something like seven or eight o'clock in the evening and, and basically sent everybody home. Said, Phil, you stay there, mate. We're going to mix this. Everybody else go home. We'll see you in the morning. And that was it. Having had a day of a lot of recording and finishing off the final bits, I did feel it was ready for mixing, but normally a mix engineer like myself would want to come back fresh the next day. But there we were, a heavy night's mixing, where we actually mixed the extended version eight minutes long first, and we edited down that radio version. So we're going to peak at number one with the one and only Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Round. <laughs> 